And okay, let's go. Says the Gemara. Says the by the two dots from Yehuda Welcome all of us back. Um, it is good to be back. So again, so what we're talking about here is for Cholamayid. Talking about what can be done regarding trapping animals in a field on Cholamayid. So the Yehuda says that if you're talking about a tree field, you can trap these animals in this tree field in the normal way. And if you're in a Stehalavan field, which produces grain, so then you can only, you, yes, you can lay the traps, but you cannot do it in the regular way. You can only do it shalik dark. Now, just, just uh, in terms of Shabbat, um, trapping animals is considered. It's one of the Lamatas Malachas. It's. So it is Asr. It's hunting. It's trapping. Trapping is okay. one of the. So is Asr okay. and Shabbos. Media Raisa. Yes. Um, that's why in the Sukkah, right, the center of Sukkah soon, and yeah, a lot of times. I don't know, Boston, I didn't find it such a problem, but some of the bees that come through the right, right, right. so people try to trap them with a cup, so those, some people say that you shouldn't do that. Um, others say, the question is, how trapped are they even in the cup, because they could fly around, um, but then it might only be the Rabbanon, and then, you know, it's, a, it's ruining the Suda. I don't know, the Halakha Lamai says that you can trap them in a cup, but I know that that's a discussion, not so simple, because it can involve Tzad. Okay, but let's see over here. So, so over here, what we're allowing to be done on Chalmaid would not be permissible if it would have been on Yantif, but because Chalmaid, we permit it when there's a risk of a uh, significant loss. So you now we're on the third line of the Gemara. Tanur Rabbanu. We went to Nebraska. So we'll get into some of the details. We did do the, the first little bit here. Let's see how far we can go today. Kitzad Kedarke. What is the normal way of laying a trap? Chayfer Guma. Because we said that if it's a state if it's a tree field or an orchard, being that the risk for loss is greater, therefore it's permissible to do it in the normal way. So presumably, the doing it in the regular way is a little bit more effective than doing it in the irregular way. So over here there's a potential bigger loss, so there's a real hazard to do it the regular way. Uh, so Ketzikidarka, what's the normal way to lay a trap? Chayfer Guma, one digs a hole, and you hang in there the trap, which is the normal way to do it. Right? I think, Greg, I think you mentioned that you had even had experience with this in the past. Something like this, where you dig a hole and you well, the hole's there. They, the they, hole's they, there. <laughs> you're just using their hole. You're pretty much using their hole. Maybe you might dig it out a little bit to get the trap in the right place. But pretty much, as soon as they come out of their hole, they'll be trapped. What's shalakidark, right? Kids at shalakidark. What's the way to do it in the irregular way? Noyitz shpud. So noyitz means you insert or you bang in a spit, like a long metal pole. I'm sorry, now it's when you insert this spit. And you hit it with a hammer, so you get it all the way down. Or, um, there's another version, which can mean like you shake the ground beneath it. Rashi learns that the, the way this works is that the pole itself actually uh, kills and squashes the animals that are in there. Rashi in Ksavyad says, that all it does is it shakes things up and it causes them to run up to the surface and then they'll be trapped in the traps they have at the surface. But either way, it's not the regular way to do it and being that the risk is more minimal, we still permit it, but we, don't, we permit it with a bit of a change.
Okay, Tanya. We learned in a brayzim, Reb Shem ben Elazar or Reb Elazar ben Yaakov, according to the side. Oimer says. So this Tana says, Kisha Amra when we said, Mistei Lavan that in a grain field, Shalakid Arkaim, it's only permitted to trap the animal in the irregular way. That's only when we're talking about a grain field that is near a city. But if it's a grain field which is near a tree field, so meaning that there there may not be an um, a, a significant risk for loss in the state lavan in the grain field, which would permit doing it in the regular way. However, if you if the moles are going to go into the state lavan, you have risk of them going from there into the state elam, which is a bigger risk, which is which is a bigger problem if they go in. So then, if you look at darkest, so then you can do it even the normal way. So basically, we're extending the hetter, the that which we permitted, uh, putting out the traps in the regular way by a stay elon, applies also to a stay lavan that's juxtaposed to a stay elon. Why? Maybe they'll go out of the stay lavan, and they'll ruin the trees. So that which the Mishnah says that stay elon, if you do kedarka and stay lavan, not. The exception is the state of which is nearest to Elon, we can still do it in the normal way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which makes sense because every grain stock has its own root system and it's, it's not extensive. So they can kill one stock, but they're not going to kill an entire field, whereas trees are extensive. And so if you kill a tree, it's like killing a quarter of your grain field. Right. Right, I mean, on the, the flip side of the coin is it's probably harder to kill a tree than to kill a stalk, but still, um, if they do, and apparently they do, I mean, yeah, I mean, it could, right, right, yeah, same thing with a house, right, if you have these groundhogs or moles in your ground, I was just in liquid by my parents, this is a concern that they have, you know, it can, it can ruin, it has ruined for other people, and hopefully it won't for them. But it's a similar concept. Okay, says the Gemara. Makrinus appears from white. So now, moving away from traps, um, we said another halakha that if you have a wall around the field and there's a there's a breach in the wall, so you let it fix it up. Makrin, makrin is like uh, like the term of carry, which is uh, n- not permanent, temporary. Right, vayikar Hashem el Bilam. Hashem happened to appear to Bilam, but it's not vayikra. So makrinus appears to be It means that we can make a temporary fix for a breach in a wall on cholamayid. So kitzer makrin. How do you make this temporary fix in a wall? And again, I believe we did this quickly. Rav Yosef Amar. Yosef says behutza v'dafna. Hutza is uh, basically lulav branches, a palm branches. Uh, or palm leaves, but Daphna is laurel wood. So basically, you make, it seems like you make the um, the main part of the wall out of the Daphna, and the word Daphna sounds like Daphin, which kind of makes sense. Um, and Hutza is the way you weave it together. And we know that there are lots, lots of products that they use a uh, little of branches to create all sorts of stuff. Um, the, what we're familiar with is the holder for the lulav and the asterisk rag that they make out of the lulav leaves. Um, but there's a lot of, if you go to the Arab Shok or all these other places, make all sorts of elaborate things out of these lulav branches. Or if you've ever seen it, chairs and mats and I don't know, all sorts of stuff. 
some of them like wicker baskets and chairs and stuff like that. So the point is, so the hutza is strong enough. Once it dries out, it can it can make a strong temporary wall. But the it says that there's a different way to do it temporarily. So you place the stones one on top of the other. But you don't smear it with plaster, so you don't uh, plaster them in in a more permanent fashion. After the you can do that. But the point of both of these is that it still makes it completes the partition, but it's still temporary enough that it'll be permissible on Cholamai. Amr of Chista, Rav Chista says, we did not learn this halacha, that we only permit uh, fixing in a temporary way, that's only because we're talking about the wall to a garden. Avol, kuzel chatzer, but if we're talking about the wall to a chatzer, the chatzer generally is the place where a person lives, so not having, not having a chatzer, not having a chutzer, I mean, having a hole in the chutzer can be a problem of ri- a risk to a person's personal belongings. Then, by Nikadarkai, then you can build it in the regular way. Let's see Rashi on that. If you look at Rashi, we're in the skinny lines in Rashi, probably around six lines down. Um, first words on line, Bekisul Gino. Six lines down of the skinny lines. So, Bekisul Gino. Um, Rashi says, The Lekab Seda, Yisira Yadaba, and she, there's no um, excessive loss if people go in to your garden. So, what's going to happen? They can eat some food, which will be a loss, but it won't be excessive. But the Kaisal of his uh, garden, you can build regular. The Ikab Seid Yisera is a greater loss. If Ganavim will come in there, but Ganavim will come in They'll steal from his money. So, you know, I don't know if they had banks, so they would keep their money under their mattress or their straw, or they have all their silver and everything would be there. So, we're saying that by by uh, the wall to Khatir, it's a much bigger risk. So, if you can. Are we worried about non-Jewish thieves? I'm just curious. We're worried about thieves. Independent, Jewish, non-Jewish. I would love to believe that there would be non-Jewish, but unfortunately it's not always the case. When I was in Eretz Yisrael... Yeah, it reminds me of, you know, anecdotes in Eretz Yisrael. Unfortunately, over there, the Ganavim are Jewish also. Guys came back to their apartment, to their Zira Friday night. This is a famous story that said in a lot of different settings. They saw someone in there collecting all the wallets and the cell phones. And um, he also had the chutzpah before he left. He set himself up with a bowl of challenge from the crockpot that was in the kitchen. So he came in there and said, what are you doing here? He said, Mappa Tom and joint, like as if that's normal. And the wallets and the cell phones. Were... So unfortunately, that does happen. Yeah, go ahead. The point is, a person's even just... Yeah, there's a lot, a lot, a lot more stories. But the point... Yeah? It, it was same the jokes on him, they traced up the... Exactly. <laughs> this, this was the one to trap the Ganavim. That was the joke in the issue. There were people who uh, were annoyed that people were taking their, uh, their milk and cheese and things from the, from the French on the commentary she was great. Um, so someone wrote white and colored stuff and all the touch it. <laughs> right. And it worked. Right. Yeah. Right here. So the Chashid Amamayna. Yezel's fine. Chalstam, Chasasham. Right here. Anyway, yeah, so the point is we're concerned about a person losing his money in any way. 
Alright, yeah, let's move on. Uh, no, we're in Rashi, I think, right? By the wall of Hutsu, you can build by itself. You can say this here, 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 that uh, this halacha, that it's only a temporary fixing, is permitted in Cholmite, is only if the if it's a, the Kaisal Gina by Kaisal Chatzar, the wall to where the person actually lives, you can build a regular uh, wall and you could cement it in, you do whatever you need to do, even on Cholmite, uh, because we're concerned that a person should not suffer this type of loss. Says the Gemara, Lima Masieli. So that's a Kiddush. The Mishnah doesn't say that, right? The Mishnah says you can fix the wall in a temporary way. Rechisa says that if it's a Kaisal Chatzar, you can even do it in a permanent way. That's a Kiddush. So we're going to try to prove if Rechisa's heter, his leniency, where he permits building a, a permanent structure, a permanent wall, al Cholomite, when there's a risk to one's possessions, is that correct or not? So Lima, let us say, Masieli, we can help him, we can give a proof to Rechisa. If you have a wall that's leaning over into Rishasar Abim, another version is Hagoy He, Rishasar Abim, but either way it's leaving over into Rishasar Abim, we're concerned that the wall can fall into the Rishasar Abim on people and hurt them or kill them. So Allah is Seser Ubayna Kedarke, one may uh, tear down the wall and rebuild the wall in the normal fashion, because of the Sakana. So the point is that you see that on Chol- this is referring to on Cholmite, and the halach is that you, one can rebuild a wall on Cholmite. So you see that that which we limit building a permanent and says Kedarka, that which we say you can only build a temporary wall. It's back to again. Over here we're talking about a Kaisal Chatzar. It's going to Shusravim, and it says that it's you're allowed to rebuild it. So you see, I've right to Chisa that by Kaisal Chatzar, allowed to rebuild it, rebuild it on Cholmite. So the Gemara jumps in right away. What are you talking about? What's the proof? Hasam over there, Kedutani Taima, like it states explicitly the reason. When is Mepneyasakana? When is because of a danger, you're concerned the wall is going to fall on somebody? That's where uh, there's a heter to, to tear it down and rebuild it. But to, if it's, there's no Sakana, let's say just if someone has a crystal cluster, so someone has a wall that goes into his personal living space. And that wall came down, or there was a breach in that wall on Cholmite, who says over there that it would be permitted, like Rav says. Now the problem with this, we'll have to see is what was Gemara thinking. It says clearly, So you see that there's a special head here. Because there's a Sakana involved, that's why you can tear it down and rebuild it. So what, how, how did we think that this could be a proof to Rav So if you look at footnote 11, they bring from the Ritva. You see the second paragraph there? So... It says, one wonders why the Gemara even attempted to support Rav Chista on the basis of this b'risa. What was the Avmin? Right? Why did we think this would be a right to Rav It says, clearly, it's on Pneus Econom. Ritva explains that the Gemara assumed that the concern for danger to pedestrians only allows the wall to be demolished. But once the danger is gone, there is no different than any other wall around the courtyard. Since the b'risa allows it to be rebuilt in the usual manner, we learned that this is allowed in all cases. They were responsible, however, that the initial concern for danger is also the reason for allowing the wall to be rebuilt. For as I explained below, if we would not al- allow the rebuilding, the owner would not be would be unwilling to demolish it. In the first place, the danger would persist, which is what the Mar is going to say later on. So basically, the Havmina was that why do we um, 
the danger is just the reason why why we allow it to be demolished. Why do you allow it to be rebuilt? That must be because of Rakhista's halakam. That's what the Havmin on the Gemara Teretz was. Yes, it's true um, that we do allow it to be rebuilt, but the reason why we allow it to be rebuilt is just a way to facilitate the owner's willingness to demolish it. Because otherwise, if you demolish it and not be able to rebuild it, and now anyone can come in, he's not going to sleep the whole night because uh, he's concerned people are going to come in and steal his wallet. And, what? His chalant. His chalant, exactly. You can't take the not the chalant, just the chalant. You can take all the meat out of the chalant. That's going to be a very, very serious problem when it comes to Anik Shabbos. So therefore, he's going to stand the whole night eating the chalant or guarding it. <laughs> Fine, but the bottom line is... It's amazing how you see a Gemara that looks so closed, right? It's like, what do you think? Of course, Bnei Sakana. And you see, it's a very, very clear Havamina. The Havamina was that, yes, you can tear it down, but why could you rebuild it? The answer is, like the Gemara is going to say, that even the rebuilding is just to facilitate the owner's willingness to tear it down. Let's see Rashi. Rashi, probably around 12, 13 lines down in the skinny lines. First word on the line, Goyhe, Goyhe, Sheikhe, Venate. Sheikhe means... Like Mishtakave is bent down and and Benita is tilted, so it's it's falling over the leaning tower of of Kaisel Chater. Sayser Rabbanu Kedarkein, the Hainu Kaisel Chater. This is referring to the Kaisel of of a Chater. See the other Chista to prove to Rav Chista. Why was this permitted? Bnei Sakana Shalei Tipol Al Holker Rishus Rabin. So it will not fall on those who are walking in Rishus Rab. So that was Gemara's attempt. To bring a proof, and we said it's not a proof. Now the Gemara is going to come uh, in a different approach to the exact same conversation. So ve'ikadamri. So back to the Gemara. A line starting taima. Ve'ikadamri. So there are those who say they. So they, they instead of bringing this as an attempted proof to Rav Chista, they bring this as a, a attempted question on Rav Chista. Those that say, Tashma, come in here. If you have a wall that's leaning over into Shusarabim, you can uh, you can tear it down, demolish it, and rebuild it. Because of the risk of it fall, the danger of it falling on people who are walking in Shusarabim. So Gemara says, because of the potential concern that can fall on people in, yes, we will permit. Uh, tearing down and rebuilding the wall. If you don't have the Sakana factor, i.e., a case of a Kaisal Chatzar, if you have the wall of a Chatzar, um, if it's not a Sakana, if there's no concern of a Sakana, we will not permit it. So, how could Rav Chista permit building in the normal fashion the wall of a Chatzar? If we have this bright, so it seems to indicate clearly that the only time we will permit rebuilding the wall of a chatzar is only when you have a sakana element. But if you don't have a sakana element, we will not, re- we will not permit rebuilding the wall of a chatzar. So instead of this bringing a proof to Rav Chista, saying just the opposite, this is a question on Rav Chista. It's a proof not like Rav Chista, that under normal circumstances, we don't permit rebuilding the wall. Clear? So, so is, is here is the... Is, is the, the are we assuming that you would, the alternative to knocking down and rebuilding is knocking the wall down and then makrin esapirza after you knock the wall down? Or are we, like, what's the havamina here? If, if you read this as a question on Rev Chista, 
So what what can you do? You can definitely knock the wall down. That's oh, I mean by a kaisel chater? Yeah. That's gocha to reshus harabi. Oh, if it's gecha reshus harabi, the bride says you can tear it down and rebuild it in the normal way. But the question of chis was talking about a regular kiss, so kiss chatzir, that's not good for okay. It's just that there's a breach in the wall. Okay. So there's no threat to the people in Rishus Rabbim. So the Havmin of the Gemara is that this price of holds that you certainly cannot build it Kedarki. Yeah, maybe you're right. You probably would have to do a temporary fixing, because we know that that's permitted even in uh, Kisilgina. So yeah, so, uh, but what this price says that by Kedarka, that would not be permitted by a Kisil. By says, Let us say there should be a question on Rukhista. Is it good the question, Jeff? Yeah, yeah. So I'm asking how how are we reading this price such that it is a question on Rukhista? That the only time we permit rebuilding a wall in the normal fashion is on Palamai is if there's a second factor. If there's no second factor, then it's not permitted. So how okay. could say that by Kisil Khatzer where there's, it's not a sakana, there's okay. a financial okay. risk okay. factor. There's just a pierce and a financial risk. Okay, good. Right. How could he say that? So, Amar Lach Rav Chista, and just a little Klali Hatamud, when Rav says Amar Lach, it doesn't mean Rav Chista said, it means Rav Chista can tell you this is a possible response where he can refute whatever it is that you're using for him. So, Amar Lach Rav Chista, Rav Chista will tell you, Hasam, over there, when you have this sakana factor, Sisir Ubainim. You can demolish the wall and rebuild a new wall. Hacha over here, over here you can build, but you cannot demolish. In other words, when you when the sakana element is present, we permit two malachas, demolishing wall and rebuilding a wall. But when the sakana element is missing, then it's true we you cannot. Uh, demolish the wall. Let's say you had a weak wall to your castle, Hatzer, and you had a concern about Ganavim. We wouldn't allow you to demolish it and then rebuild it, but if you already had a Pirzo, we will allow you to build it. Now, we generally say, in You only see in there with that which it states. So if there it said you can do two Avas Malachas um, in, in order to, uh, in, in order on Cholmoid, in order to make sure that Sakana element is not there. So Sakana allows two. Without Sakana, Kavi 1 would still be permitted. So therefore, because it says, you cannot prove from there that without Sakana, you can't do even one. I'm sorry, but just this notion that you can hacha bone below soter. So what's the idea here? That you are... Do they mean mamish rebuilding, or do they mean like... Yes. So they mean like repairing the... Yeah, well, being involved or, repair, or building a new wall. No, you wouldn't here. build a new wall, you but you're but you're fixing it in, in a permanent way, right? So you, so you're not putting in these uh, lulav branches. You're putting in stones and plaster, and you're building it as a permanent structure. Okay. But the point is, the malacha that we're talking about is baina, is building, and, and building kedarka in the normal way. So we're saying that when you have sakana involved, you can even tear down a problematic wall and then rebuild it in a permanent, normal way. And when you don't have sakana, you cannot tear it down, but if it's already torn down, you can rebuild it. So and, the, and so we're, we're not assuming that ganavim are a sakana. Uh, correct. Correct. Okay, that's a good point. Or I have said... Well, well... No, we are assuming that it's a potential hefzid, which is why we're allowing it to be done kedarkai, 
but we are not assuming that it, it is a sakana or could be sakana varabim is different. Because I'm here talking about the people walking in Rosh Hashanah and you have 600,000 people walking by and this guy's wall is teetering over and all you need is some people some walking under it and it falls and it could be catastrophic. Over here, even if a Ghanav comes in, if he's going to come in, it's one person who's at risk. It's, it's a different type of sakana. Also, I mean, you know sometimes like, it's a bum terrace, right? Someone tunnels into your property right. and, you, and you confront them, you're allowed to shoot them. You don't have to ask any questions, according to Jewish law. Uh, according to, unless no, there's certain exceptions, the father and the son. If the father is the Ghanav, the son is the Ghanav, then the father is allowed to kill him. Um, yeah, because when the martyr says that the father would never... The only reason why you're allowed to kill him is because you know that the, the robber knows that the person who he's trying to steal from, meaning that he knows that the person's going to always try to defend his money. Therefore, when he's sneaking in, he knows that it, he's, he's coming with that intention that if the guy's going to try and block his money, then I'm going to go and I'm going to kill him because I'm, I'm here to get my money no matter what. And because he's coming to kill, therefore you're allowed to kill him first. But a father says that if the son is going to confront him, he's going to back off because the father won't kill his son. Unfortunately, by son, it's not the same thing. A son is possible that even if the father will be in his way, the son may actually kill the father. And therefore, if the father confronts his son who's coming in, he is allowed to kill him. Hmm. As crazy as all that sounds. The bottom line is, so over there we do, con- we do assume that there's an element of sakana. But over here, when someone walks in through an open pirza, you know, it was easy for him. So he walked in and he tried to do it. If you're going to come there and the dogs will start barking, you know, they sell these security stickers that you could buy for 50 cents that you don't have to install a security system. And you just, you know, I don't know if it's mother or not, but you're scaring away the gun of them. A lot of times, you know, if your car door is locked, they'll go to a different house. That's a good point. The case over here by Kaisal Khatzer, we're assuming that either there's no sakana or that level of sakana is not the same as mm-hmm. the sakana of Shisrab. So now the Gemara says, we're on the line that starts with Baina, the last two words in the line. Gemara questions, Hasam Nami, Livni. You tell me the whole issue is the sakana. You tell me sakana permits uh, tearing down and rebuilding. Why is it necessary to tear down in that case? To, to rebuild, just tear it down. As soon as you tear it down, there's no longer any sakana. And then what is permitting the sakana? How does the sakana permit rebuilding in a normal way, in a permanent way, uh, the wall? And you could still do hutza and dafna. Maybe, yeah, probably. You probably could do hutza and dafna. But either way, the, as soon as you tear down the wall, sakana disappears, right? So tear down the wall in the regular way, you get the boulder, whatever the normal way is. Once that's done, Sakana Heter disappears, and then it's like a regular Kaisal Khatzer, let's say, and a Kaisal Khatzer that has a Pirza. So, yeah, so you like, you know, like Jeff said, you do it maybe with Hutzvadafna in a more temporary way. So, the Gemara says, Imkain, if you are going to do it in this temporary way, Mimna Vlaisaisir. A person will withhold, and they're not, gonna, they're not going to tear it down. So, the guy's going to say, My Khatzer is good. I'm not concerned that it's going to fall down. If and when it falls down, I'll deal with it then. Right now, uh, you know, this month I'm tapped out. I'm not interested in doing it this month. So are you going to tell me that I should be concerned about the, pe- the people in Shusarabim? Uh, you know what? Uh, I'll wait till after Yontif when I could rebuild it. So we say that we allow him to rebuild it now 
in order that he will not withhold from tearing it down. Our goal is for him to tear it down. Right, there, are, there are times uh, where shluchi, mitzvah, things like that, people who are allowed to go to certain places on Shabbos, even if it involves full Shabbos, we allow, allow them to go back or the certain heterim that we allow them to do on Shabbos because otherwise they wouldn't want to go. Hatzalah gets driven back by Goyim on Shabbos or um, sometimes there could be even a term for them uh, to drive back on Shabbos um, because otherwise they won't be able to do it. Now, there are other term there also because they need to be available for future events, uh, which do occur, unfortunately. But either way, over here, there, there is such a concept, minimum of sister. Our goal is we don't want Sakana. That's our goal. Uh, what, what takes care of that, as soon as you take down the wall, there's no more Sakana. But because if you're not going to allow him to rebuild it, He'd rather leave it in its current state, so therefore we allow him to tear, to tear it down and rebuild it. So the bottom line is, we attempted to bring a proof against Rav Chista from this b'risa. Let's just speak this out outside for a minute. We attempted to bring a proof against Rav Chista from this b'risa. This b'risa says that only when you have a sakon involved, that's where it's permitted to go and tear down the wall and rebuild it in the normal way. When you don't have sakon, it would not be permitted. And the Marzah answer was that no, Sakana allows tearing down and rebuilding. Over here, we're just rebuilding, that would be permissible even without Sakana. So then the Gemara asks that um, why over there was it necessary to go and rebuild it to begin with? And the answer is it's, not, it's only necessary to rebuild it to remove the Sakana because if we don't allow him to rebuild it, we're concerned that he will not uh, tear it down and then the Sakana will remain in place. All right. So is it good? Wait, wait. So. so uh, that's uh, okay. That we have that case. So is the case of of Just a, a general. That's your Chizva. said in your private chotzer. Right. Okay. You can build without, but there's no sersir involved. Okay. So that's going back to the original Bryce. Is that that's a Bryce? Right? That's that's contrasting. Uh, to, no, it's, it's Rav Chista's qualification on the Mishnah. The Mishnah oh, that's said the Mishnah. Okay. The Mishnah said by Kisul Gino you could do it Shalikadarke. Rav Chista said on that he commented okay. that a Kisul Chatsi could do Kedarke. Right, right, right. Okay. Then the question was, so why is it necessary to do Baina by by the Sakana case? And the answer was that if you don't allow it. He's not going to tear it down, and then Sakana will remain in place. Okay, Omar Ravashi, so Ravashi comments, Masnisen Nami Deka, the Mishnah, also Deka, we can be Medayik, we can, uh, we can deduce, also like Rav Chista, Diktani, the Mishnah states, with Shviyas, in the Shemitiyir, Banikadarkai, you can build whatever kaisel we're talking about. You can build this wall in the normal way. Now we know in shmita, there's no isra of doing construction during shmita, right? It's, a, it's an agricultural uh, halacha. So, so w- what type of wall are we talking about in so shmita? It can't be a, a, a wall of a chutzpah because there's no reason to prevent you from rebuilding your chutzpah wall. Excellent. That's what the Mara is about to say. So the Mara says, Deheicha. That where? Now, where is this wall? If you will say the Chatzar, the wall of a Chatzar, Tzrichalamemar? Question mark. Do you need to say that the wall of a Chatzar 
um, that the wall of Chatzor can be re- rebuilt in Shemitah, why not? It's nothing to do with your farm. It's not an agricultural activity. There was a malacha during Shemitah. Elulav. So it must be. The Gina. The, uh, are we not referring to a Gina? We must be referring to a garden. So it's saying that during Shemitah, if someone's wall of somebody's garden comes down, you can build it in the normal, in the normal way. For Afal Gav, the Mechsi, and even though it appears Commander of Jerusalem Peri, like it looks like someone is making a Shmira, he's guarding his fruits. Shmami, no, we have a proof. So what's the proof here? So let's look at Rashi. Look at Rashi, just about halfway down. The first two words in Rashi is the lay bunny, and then it says, I'm sorry, the next line. Uh, Sakana is where it starts. And then it says, Masis and Namideka. So probably just about somewhere halfway down. Yeah. Okay. So, Masis and Namideka of Chista. The Mishnah also sounds like a Chista, the Gina in a Bayad Bimayid Kedarka. That is only a garden that cannot be built uh, Kedarka. In other words, we're, we're trying to be Medag from the Mishnah that the Mishnah's setting where it said that you could be banished Shaloi Kedarka that the mission was specifically referring to a garden. And so, the reason is because... Because the concern for loss in a garden is uh, is, uh, is much less than the concern for loss in a chatzar. Yeah, but what's the loss? Are we afraid of animals coming into the gina? Oh, both. Animals and ganavim. But I thought in Shemitah anyone can come in. Or that's not true. No, but we're talking about Shemitah and Chalamayid. Uh, you want to know... In the Gina... Um, yeah, well, first of all, even if they could come in... Hold on, the question is, well, we, the Mishnah said halacha, that on Chalmud you cannot rebuild the wall, a wall in the normal way. So we have two, a question. Is that referring to a garden or a chatzar? So what we want to show you is that the setting of the Mishnah is talking about a Gina. And the way we show that is because if it's talking about... It says that by Shemitah... Whatever this thing that we said on a Cholamayid, you could do Shalaki Darkai, but Shemitah you could do it in the normal way. So on that we jump on that. What is that referring to? We know the mission can't be talking about a Chatzar, because in Shemitah of course you could do it in the normal way. You don't need a mission to say that. So rather it must be talking about the wall of a garden, when Shemitah you could rebuild it the regular way, and a Cholamayid you cannot rebuild it in the regular way. Yeah, so I'm, I'm asking about this. Even yeah. though it looks like you're trying to keep people out, or even though you're, you're trying doing to protect sh- against animals. Against everything. <laughs> Every type of shmirah that a wall offers, that's what it looks like you're doing. And perhaps that is what you're doing, right? You're making a shmirah, commander of it, it looks like making a shmirah for the, for the fruit. Um, and you're keeping people away from your fruits. Um, that's well, permitted. Put, put the people aside for a moment. What's the problem in building a wall to protect the fruit if you're protecting it for the sake of, of poor people who are welcome in your into your field? How you, you? What do you mean? You're protecting the people from from what? I, I, I have a garden and I yeah. put a wall around it to keep out animals and I put up a sign that says. Please come in and help yourself. Right. So what's wrong with the wall? I'm doing a shmira. Is, so is that forbidden on shmiras? No. 
But let's say you have a wall, you have your sign that said, all are welcome, come in, enjoy your Shemitah fruit, uh, compliments of Hashem. And, uh, but then, uh, they, then you notice that there's a 10-foot section of the wall that's completely open. And everything, uh, people, animals, everything's coming in there. They're trampling over stuff, there's no path there, there's no sign-in sheets or whatever, it's just a mess. Right. So you go now and while, while you have that big sign up, you also have people building this fence. Now you're doing it for the general good of the field, right. but a, an onlooker can say, well, what's going on here? Are you letting people in or are you keeping people out? So it's true it's permitted because really you're, what you're actually doing is what you're saying is you're making it a proper field, and a proper field can only be so if it's properly secured. But, you, but it's that to an onlooker, you might say, oh, no, 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 this looks like you're, you're, um, you're keeping people away from your fruits, which is not permitted in Shemitah. So you would think that it's not permitted. In other words, if there's no chiddush at all, that you build a wall to your, to your fence, uh, that, that you could build a wall to your gina on Shemitah, then we'd have the same question even by a coastal gina, right? And then we would be forced to say, yeah, maybe it's not a chiddush, but with the Mishnah just contrasting Shemitah and Cholomite. And therefore you wouldn't know, could we talk about a coastal chatzar also? So we have to, in order for this to be a proof to Rav Chista, we have to say that if it was a coastal chatzar, there's zero chiddush, and if it's a coastal gina, there's some level of a chiddush. The level of the chiddush is that one may challenge this halacha, or and one can understand that there's, that there's an element of challenge in Salacha because why are you allowed to build this wall to the garden on Shemitah if you're supposed to let it be wide open to everybody? The answer is that it's mutter. I think it would be beneficial if we look at footnote 12 um, on the right side where it says, The building of a garden wall might appear like labor for the benefit of the crop which is forbidden in Shemitah. Alternatively, one might argue the building of the wall, the person violates the biblical commandment to allow paupers to partake in his land, the land's produce, in Shemitah. The mission the, therefore needs to inform us that this is not so. And building the garden wall is permitted. The commandment to allow paupers can be fulfilled and leaving the garden gate open is really So Rashi Ksavyat says. So Rashi Ksavyat says that you might think that the problem of building the wall is Nitirusi Sarah is, is, is saying that how can you say that you're uh, fulfilling the halakha of Shemitah by allowing people in uh, to the wall, uh, allowing people into the garden? What do you mean? You're closing it up. And it looks like any action of preventing people from coming, accessing your field, even if they're accessing it in the abnormal way, would appear that you're violating Shemitah by chasing people away. Okay. That would be the chesh. And Kamash Malan, no, that's not what you're doing. There's a big sign, there's a parking lot, you have... You have free soda in the parking lot, and, and you have tour guides and showing them exactly where to get the best stuff. Everything is all set up properly, and uh, it just happens to be that you don't want uh, uh, unproper field. You, you don't want animals in. You don't want people sneaking in from the back. You want if you're sure they can come in, they come in the normal way, and that's permitted. So, bottom line is, Rav Chista, the mission said, let's just get this clear. The mission said that uh, one may not repair the wall that is broken in the normal way. You can only do it in a temporary way. And we said it's either Hutzavadafna, which, right, either you take the laurel to, to make it as the main part of the wall, and the hutza is the lull of leaves that which will, you'll braid it together in a way that will complete the wall. Or we said the temporary fashion means um, that you just piled up the stones without plastering them together, and that's what's permitted on Kalambayit. And then Rav Chista qualified the Salah and the Mishnah 
where Rav Chista said that that which the mission says one may not uh, rebuild a portion of a wall which uh, on Cholomayid in the regular way that's only by the wall to a garden where the risk for, uh, for loss is minimal but if, there, if it's the wall to a chater where, the, where a person uh, lives and where he keeps, stores his money and his valuables where there's a much bigger risk then one can build even the regular way the Mara initially tried to prove that Rav Chista was correct uh, from the Brisa that says that if someone has a wall and it's leaning over into Rishos Rabim, he can demolish it and rebuild it in the normal way. So you see that rebuilding in the normal way is permissible by the wall of a Chatzar. And the Mordechai said, no, there it says Mepanea Sakana. This is not Mepanea Sakana. We saw the Ritzvayas, the Kasha, what's the Havmino? Obviously, it says Mepanea Sakana. Why would you think that's a proof uh, to Rav Chista? Over here, we're not talking about a Sakana. And the answer was that over there, Sakana allows demolishing and rebuilding, but just rebuilding. Maybe it would be permitted even without Sakana. Um, and then the Umar tried to flip it around and said, no, let's prove that Rav is wrong from the very same Brisa for the reason that we just said, that only when you have Sakana involved, that's when it's permitted. But when you don't have Sakana, you cannot even rebuild. And the Umar responds, like the Ritva says, was the Havmina before. The Umar responds that Sakana allows demolishing and rebuilding. Over here, just rebuilding, that's permitted by Kaisal Chatzar. So the Umar says, why over there in that case is it necessary to rebuild just demolish to remove the Sakana? And my response is that, that true, that would remove the Sakana, but people wouldn't do it because they would be concerned about the wall. In order to encourage people to actually demolish the wall, we say that they can rebuild in the regular way. And finally, Gemara says from Ravashi that the Mishnah is indicative, like Rav Chista, that we must be referring to the wall of Agina and not the wall of Achatzer because we say that by, a, uh, the, by Shemitah, one can rebuild in the normal way. So what is that talking about? If it's talking about the wall of a chater, the tzrich why do you have to say that? Of course. Uh, there's nothing to it. It's not an agricultural activity. It's, it's you, no point in the Mishnah stating that, that that would be permitted during Shemitah. It must be talking about the wall of a garden. And by a wall of a garden, we say that you might think in Shemitah it's aser because it looks like you're guarding your fruits and you're limiting access to the fruits, to the pears, which are, have to be allowed to the rabbi. And Kamash Malan, that you can even rebuild it in the normal way. And, um, or like we saw from Rashi Savyad, that it might look like you're chasing people away, and the answer is no, you can rebuild the walls, you have a proper wall, and you let them in through the front door. So what you do see conclusively is that the Mishnah Tomatikas Logina, which means that when the Mishnah limited by Ancholomai, do, doing it only Shalekidaki, the Tomatikas Logina, which means we're open to Rav Chis's interpretation that by Kaisal Chatzar, we don't even Kidarke. So note 12, the first sentence, the building of a garden wall might appear like labor for the benefit of the crop. Well, what is, which is forbidden? Um, so um, how is it for the benefit of the crop, in that it's protecting the crop against rabbits, or, or are we thinking something else? The fact that it's protecting the crops from everything that can no longer come in or do damage because of the wall. It could be fire, it could be animals, it could be people, it could be uh, nuclear, <laughs> I don't know, something. Well, whatever protection a wall offers, the reason why people build walls around uh, their fields, that's what it would look like. Uh, and why is it not that? Uh, it has to be that you know, you're not just doing to protect the crops that are in there, you're doing to repair your field. And for whatever you want to do with your field, it might be these crops, next year's crops, it might be your sukkah, you're going to build, or whatever. Okay. Is this good, this Gemara? Do we want to read it inside? Yeah.
Okay. You want to try? I just, I just, I still oh, don't understand this. So, so we're worried that the tree will be destroyed, and that you lose the financial income from the tree. But we're not worried that the tomatoes will be destroyed, and that the olam, the poor people, will lose this this crop of tomatoes. You say by stay Elon we permit building Kedarka. Uh, by stay Lavan, stay Lavan is a green field. We don't yeah. permit Kedarka. But we're talking now about a Gina. Is that a stay Lavan or is that we're we talking about tomatoes? Probably stay Lavan. I, I don't know if it would be, I don't know if it would make a difference. He's referring. He's just saying the Mishnah talking about the wall to the the area which produces. Uh, consumable plants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but we, I don't understand this for the benefit of the the crop. The wall is always for the benefit of a person, isn't it? If we're talking well, about a shmiru, the benefit the person gains by his crop being protected. Right. But but here the 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 the, the gainers are the poor people who are going to come into your field. So. Uh, Okay. So, um, but yeah, so even during Shemitah, even though, as uh, a general question, you want to know, are you allowed to do any malachah in Shemitah for the benefit of your crop, at the point in time when the crop is still hefker to everybody? So, are you allowed to plow your field during Shemitah? So, so th- that I can understand. That's an explicit isur. Right. But, but there's a difference, isn't there, between plowing and and, and doing a shmirah? Doing a shmir for the benefit, for the benefit of the crop is not as opposed to the benefit of the people. The benefit of the crop is opposed to the benefit of the general field. That's why the reason why it's actually permitted is because you're not doing it for this crop. You're doing it because a field is like a car, a field is like a table. A field without a wall, regardless of this crop inside or not, is a broken field. So that's why it's permitted. Um, so the question is not who's benefiting. Yeah, everything. Well, why are you fixing your house? It's not because you care about the house. It's because you care about either you living there or you're renting it out or selling it. Or for people benefiting from it, the whole world is for people. But so again, when you're saying the benefit of the crop is not as opposed to the benefit of the people who are going to come in and eat the crop, regardless if that's the owner or if it's other people or they're just going to burn it. The point is that this is not, this is not cold. Any malacha that's done for the benefit of the crop, meaning to keep the crops that are there healthy and available for any human consumption or any consumption, even for so animals. I guess, I guess what I'm asking is, is there a difference between the crop that's ripe? If the crop is growing, so I can understand you're benefiting the crop. That's, that's like plowing, because uh-huh. the crop gets better. But if you have, if you have a, a, you know, a garden and all the vegetables are fully grown, so at this point, you're not benefiting the crop. The crop is finished. It's still, it's, it's finished, but it could, it could be damaged in a moment. If you d- delete yeah, the wall... At that point, the, the crop doesn't lose. At that point... Why not? The, the, the crop will cease to exist. If you, if, you take, if you take down the wall and the neighbor's sheep come in and eat up all the wheat, or I don't know what they eat, but whatever it is, and they come and they trample all over and they ruin it, then the crop will... It's not part of the growing process, it's not like an agricultural, whatever, I don't know what the right word is, but it's, it's not like uh, plowing and planting and those types of things, which is directly to the crop, but here's like an outside force which can come and ruin all the hard work that you did. So until the crop is in a loaf of bread, 
right? Until it's, it's you're still benefiting uh, that which that which grew, even if it's fully ripe, or during shemitah. Therefore, we say that 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 wouldn't be permitted. You would think that that wouldn't be permitted. And the, the answer is that it's not for this crop. Right now, this crop happens to be benefiting, but I'm doing it to fix my broken field, and that's why it's indeed it is permitted to be done uh, during shemitah. Not good. I don't. It, it, um, no, no. Um, um, it seems to me we were we, until now we've been talking about benefiting the crop in terms of improving the the growth of the crop. We were talking about everything before. Correct. The, everything is fully ripe. Right. And so, so here we're not making any distinction. Correct. So, so I mean, I always thought that that you, the way I was understanding it is in Shemitah, anything is forbidden that will improve the growth of the crop. But once the crop is fully grown, so there's nothing you can do anymore for the crop. Mm-hmm. So, all that was until here, and over here, we're, over here we're expanding. Uh, 